Mein größter Feind ist mein Gehirn. My worst enemy is my own brain. This is one of many great lines by Tobias Bamborska, the singer in the indie band Isolation Berlin, and a man who knows whereof he sings. This month's edition of the Popcast, produced as always by the Goethe Institute and Bayernsweiss Zündfunk magazine, showcases music by Isolation Berlin, along with Noise Rock by Gewalt, Maria Portugal's avant-garde experiments, Sam Shackleton's psychedelic soundscapes, and Niklas Wanz's improvisations on percussion. I'm delirious Dave Creeden, presenting the English version of Angie Potman's show.
That was Geheimnis, which is German for secret, the title song of Isolation Berlin's latest album. Tobias Bamboschke from Berlin sings about his bouts of depression on the album, as many a songwriter has before him, giving rise to more than a few legendary records. But rarely has depression been approached as candidly and yet entertainingly as Bamboschke does it here. Songs like his Stimme im Kopf, meaning voice in my head, for example, sound alarmingly akin to Joy Division, whose singer Ian Curtis also grappled head-on with depression in his songs. And then there are tracks like Ich will so sein wie Nina Hagen, I want to be like Nina Hagen, which is about self-loathing, and yet it sounds gleefully upbeat and decidedly humorous. Even when Baboschka's telling us about being bullied back in his school days on the song Ich hasse Fußballspielen, or I hate playing football, he adds some wry lines like I wish they were all dead, or at least a little nicer to me. In a Zündfunk interview, he told Roderich Fabian how he processes trauma and anxieties in his music. I've created characters who reveal very intimate secrets, information that people don't necessarily discuss with one another, that isn't necessarily a nice thing to know. They give very intimate glimpses into people's crises. I try to process my own crises by creating characters with similar crises, similar anxieties. I think of them basically as symbolic, oneric beings. The song Private Probleme, or Private Problems, also takes potshots at Facebook and the unfortunately widespread mania for sharing anything with everyone every day, which rubs Bamboschka the wrong way. We live in an age in which many people feel they've got to overshare all day long or take part in the most intimate moments of complete strangers on social media and the like. Private Probleme is sort of the antithesis of all that. To say, no this far and no further, I have private problems. I'm ashamed and I don't need to discuss it with anyone. Along with the new record, Tobias Bamboschke is also putting out a book of poetry called Schmetterling, in other words, Butterfly, which might be of particular interest to some high school kids in Vietnam who've been listening to the band songs in their German class and translating them into Vietnamese. Isolation Berlin once performed there at the invitation of the Goethe Institute. And the album comes with a bonus CD, a live recording of their concert in Ho Chi Minh City. Bamboschka also addresses the subject of transience on the album. Und damit Dinge auch loslassen zu müssen, um having to let go of some things in order to grow and discover new things. That's what life's all about, and what my songs are about too. I always find it interesting how people deal with loss, with crises, suffering and loneliness. And art is what makes these difficult things I have to process bearable. I don't need to process to digest the happy things in life, which are light and transient. The hard stuff is the issues that cause me pain and that I seek an outlet for, which I find in poetry. It seems like ages since I've had an uninterrupted night's sleep. Yet the less I sleep, the less I can put my finger on what's keeping me awake. An itch here, some tense muscles there. And all the remedies in the world can't seem to bring back this arcane comfort long gone. 
the wind whips up a theater of pleading faces onto the windows. And the beautiful horse next to me fits half the bed at best. Something's here that he's And now for an album that almost sounds like a radio play, at least in some passages. It's by the Berlin-based drummer, percussionist and radio presenter Niklas Wandt. Kalt und voller Möglichkeiten. Der Himmel ist eine Schiefertafel, auf die die Sterne schreiben. Die Nacht legt sich auf uns wie eine zweite Haut. Sie ist ein Teil von uns und wir sind ein Teil von ihr. Die Nacht ist glatt und gleitet am Auge ab. Doch das Netz der Sterne hilft uns in einen sicheren Stand. Die Nacht legt sich auf uns wie eine seidene Decke. Wenn es tagt, liegen wir entblößt und kalt.
doch den Spalt erkennst du, was hier ein paar Jahrzehnte verstaubte. Archaische Formen deiner Kindheit erwidern zögerlich deine Blicke. Dieses staubige Halbdunkel, einladend ja, aber distanzlos, besitzergreifend. Mit einem Krach schließt die Tür, du wendest dir den Rücken und blickst in die vollkommene Nacht. The perfect night lying upon us like a silk blanket. That was Niklas Wandt with a track of his new album Sola Müsli. It all started, he says, with improvised percussion tracks he recorded during the lockdown lull. The first pieces were still restless, even hyperactive, or bustling, as he puts it. The issue of travelling, or rather not being able to travel, was clearly very much on Wandt's mind at the time. Siehst du, da hast du schon ein ganz wichtiges Thema angesprochen. Ich glaube, es ist... You've touched on a very important theme there. I think it's a musical trip on which you traverse various realms, various moods, starting in a dark, tense, even tormented nocturnal setting and moving towards something much friendlier, into the light. The restrictions on travel during the various lockdowns contrasted starkly with my life before, and actually now, in the sense that you couldn't change locations. But there are a few green areas here in Berlin, a couple of really beautiful parks right around the corner from us, fortunately. So that heightens your awareness. You see things you might not have noticed before, or keep going back to places which then appear in a very different light, depending on the sunlight. Born of necessity, and yet then such a great boon. Einmal aus der Not geboren, aber doch auch mit einem großen Zugewinn. So each of Niklas Wandt's percussion tracks sounds different. In addition to analog synthesizers, we hear cello, double bass, marimba and vibraphone associative spoken word collages, agitated polyrhythmic tracks contrasting with epic serenity. It's a multifaceted album, to say the least. Niklas Wandt, who started in the jazz scene, has played in all sorts of different bands over the years, cultivating a pop-influenced style with Stabile Lita and Neuzeitliche Bodenbelege, psychedelic music in the bands Oracles and Training, and joining Düsseldorf's Wolf Müller to record a wonderfully playful percussion album called Instrumental Music from the Center of the World. You can hear all those various and sundry influences marvelously melding on his latest musical brainchild. Wandt also presents a VDR radio show on which he closely tracks major and minor developments in the jazz scene. He points out the myriad different approaches to jazz these days as more and more jazz musicians open up to electronic, hip-hop and pop influences. It's an exciting, effervescent scene. And there's a concurrent trend as well towards sealing jazz music off from undesired influences. I think the jazz approach in Germany, especially with 
London jazz, for example, is generally incredibly amenable to pop influences and danceability, whereas some of that stuff is still considered sacrilegious here, at least in German music schools. But that's changing, too, if only to judge from many of the musicians involved in projects that are worlds apart and yet equally compelling. More and more musicians, even those significantly younger than me, seem to be exploring new avenues. We've still got our work cut out for us, and how, but I think we're well on our way to breaking it all wide open. Gibt's natürlich noch wahnsinnig viel zu tun, aber ich glaube, das ist alles auf einem ziemlich guten Weg. Our next featured album is probably best listened to late at night or in the wee hours in the morning after a long, noisy night. Sam Shackleton's Departing Like Rivers is a perfect album for coming down, for full immersion in the cosmic cleft between the club and the dream.
Sam Shackleton's music has evolved over time from punk to dancehall and onto grime and dubstep. This British expat has been based in Berlin since 2008. He has his own record company there too, called Woe to the Septic Heart, on which his latest opus is now out. Departing Like Rivers is not dance floor music, those times are gone. Instead, there's something meditative, introverted about it. Media-shy Shackleton doesn't like giving interviews, but he did answer my emailed questions about the new album right away. Perhaps the lockdown played a role, making music during a time when we're forced into a kind of isolation probably brings more meditative, contemplative aspects to the fore. On top of this, possibly people are not experiencing music in a collective space, so perhaps we lose the instinct for the dance floor. I'm also getting older and go to clubs less and less, and when I do I am perfectly happy to stand next to a speaker and find my own groove rather than bring the full-on rave. Sam Shackleton is a master at interweaving sounds, voices and instruments with incredible subtlety, interlacing spectral vibes, hypnotic synth loops and psychedelic soundscapes. When I asked what instruments and voice sample he uses, his answer was surprising. I like to demystify these things as much as possible, as I think it is important for people to know that you do not need a lot of expensive equipment to make music. I use a standard music-making software from a well-known company. It is one of the most popular ones. For this album, I synthesised a lot of the tonal percussion sounds on the software synthesizer that comes with the package. It is all achievable if you put your mind to it. I also use the sampler a lot, and have built up an extensive sample collection over the years. I can't really give away a lot of my sources for obvious reasons. That said, 
Some people have already identified one of the sources online, so I might as well tell you that there are a few lines for a well-known German film director who used to work a lot with Klaus Kinski. Again, though, it is just about trying to be creative with the resources you have at your disposal. I sold most of my hardware over the past years, and during lockdown, I pretty much cleared out everything else as I wanted more space to work in. I haven't regretted it at all. The Berlin band Gewalt also took advantage of the lockdown to make a big change. Before then, in keeping with the modern-day Zeitgeist, their music was only ever available on singles. During the pandemic, however, they were looking for something to quicken the pulse. Recounts frontman Patrick Wagner, the ex-singer for Surrogate and the runner of the Louisfield record label, and that's how Gewalt's first fully-fledged album came about, which some of us have been waiting six long years for. Zum Beispiel zum Einkaufen oder wenn ich wohin muss mit öffentlichen Verkehrsmitteln. Manchmal wage ich mich unter Leute. Manchmal wage ich mich unter Leute, zum Beispiel zum Einkaufen oder wenn ich wohin muss mit öffentlichen Verkehrsmitteln. Manchmal kann ich den Schmerz aushalten und es ist okay. Doch dann, wie aus dem Nichts, sticht er zu. Der Schmerz Der Schmerz Manchmal wage ich mich unter Leute Zum Beispiel zum Einkaufen Oder wenn ich wohin muss Mit öffentlichen Verkehrsmitteln Manchmal wage ich mich unter Leute Zum Beispiel zum Einkaufen oder wenn ich wohin muss mit öffentlichen Verkehrsmitteln. Manchmal kann ich den Schmerz aushalten und es ist okay. Doch dann, wie aus dem Nichts, sticht er zu. Der Schmerz. Der Schmerz.
This apocalypse set to music, this brutal and yet redemptive noise, is paradoxically titled Paradis. Well then, it's a two-pack paradise because part two of the album contains quite a few of their out-of-print singles, like Zene eine Ehe and Deutsch, plus two great songs, Pavlov and Kein Mensch, featuring Nina Walser and Martin Taga from the terrific Munich noise rock combo Friends of Gas. And they're out on vinyl again now, because, says Patrick Wagner, CDs are unsexy rubbish. Gewalt have been around since 2015, though, as I said, only previously available on singles or live. Then again, the trio played some monster venues, including a tour with Jack White. Patrick Wagner recounts. First of all, it was mind-blowing that he'd invited us, and actually of his own accord. Ten days before the tour started, his management called us to ask if we'd do the tour. It was great playing to 10,000 people in Munich. It was also interesting, because it was the first time we'd played such a big stage, which was ideal for Gewalt. The bigger the stage, the more power you can build up, and the cooler these three lost people look there. That was terrific. I think it even caused Jack White a minor musical crisis, because we are precisely what he used to be, extremely direct, extremely close, extremely present and centred. Now his act had become such a huge production and come up against its own limits, at least in his eyes. So he actually changed his set and played a lot of white stripe stuff, a lot of straightforward stuff, and not so much fussing and fiddling around. That was interesting, and we were a bit flattered too. The members of the band Gewalt, which means violence in German, are singer and guitarist Patrick Wagner, guitarist Helen Henfling, a drum machine specialising in martial beats, and Jasmin Rilke on bass. She's Gewalt's third bass player to date, by the way. That's frankly a mystery to us too. It's not because Helen and I are a bitchy couple or assholes. We've treated everyone, I think, extremely well. But the fact is that Gewalt's music demands a lot of everyone involved. It's not enough just to play bass. You have to become Gewalt yourself. Otherwise, you don't get enough out of it. You don't have to play a whole lot of notes with us. After all, we're total dilettantes. In other words, it all depends on your inner attitude to things. Yasmin now looks to be a bassist who's really got her very own approach to the band. She's got a lot of power and doesn't have a problem with playing, like on Paradis, for example, just one note for ten minutes and sinking into it. It's essential to be able to do that. The other bass players aren't with us anymore, basically, for private reasons. Musically speaking, Gewalt live up to their name. The music is a valiant, violent effort to make the misery of this world danceable, so we can break free from it all. Sounds gruelling. And it really is, explains Patrick Wagner. Yeah, it takes a toll on you after a while. We need to take breaks all the time, from touring and rehearsing, as well as from ourselves. We take long breaks, wide intervals. Then you feel like diving in again and hurling yourself into it 150%, into that frenzy and pain and love and violence. 
tão diferente Passear por um lugar Em que a maior das festas Let's wind down our November podcast with Brazilian experimentalist Maria Portugal and her album Erosau. Portugal isn't just a fabulous drummer, but also a composer, singer and producer. She has already spent 20 years making music in her hometown Sao Paulo and is currently based in Duisburg, North Rhine-Westphalia. Her latest album was recorded in nearby Moers, where she was invited by the 13th Moes Festival to live and work last year as an improviser in residence. Her sound is one of a kind, a terrific transatlantic mix of Brazilian singer-songwriter, jazz and electronic music. I got interested in electronic music since I was, I think, 18 years old. I started to go to techno parties and at the same time I was studying electroacoustic music at the time in university and I found it really curious about how a city like, like Cologne, for example, was both a, a pole of production of electroacoustic music, uh, electronic music in the 50s, and then 30 years later, maybe 40 years later, it became also uh, a pole of techno music. And I always wondered if if there is any connection between these two so different worlds. But anyway, I'm still trying to find it out, the connection between these, these two different uh, approaches of music. Maria Portugal likes to experiment not only with electronic music, but also with her voice, to the point where you think you're hearing, say, the US singer Ben Lamar Gay, as on her song Petroleo. Well, actually, who is singing the male part in this song is me, myself. This is the only song in the album, actually, which has only my voice. In all the others, um, there's also the singer Tau Brangileoni, the Brazilian singer Tau Brangileoni, uh, also singing together with me. But in the case of Petroli, it's just myself, and I use an effect in my voice in the first part, and which shifts an octave of its pitch, so it's an octave lower, but actually it's my voice. <laughs> well, this, uh, this song is actually pretty acoustic. Actually, I use a lot of electronic manipulation in the, in the album, but we don't have many synthesizers. The only synthetic sounds are all concentrated in, in the last song of the album, which is Um Aberto. And this song actually is pretty acoustic. Of course, there's a lot of addition, but uh, it's pure acoustic sounds. And what I did is I, I worked a lot with filtration, with filtering, filtering the the higher parts of the sound spectrum and and to work with this image of something which is lying underneath and may come to surface uh, using this image of petroleum. So I, I kind of trying to do the same, tried to do the same with the song itself. So here's that fascinating song, Petroleo by Maria Portugal 
the Brazilian Björk. This is Dipsomaniac Dave Creedon signing off on Angie Portman's show and wishing you a non-violent and not all too heavy November. Thank